Hello everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world who have been creating their own success, and they want to share their stories to inspire women and young girls around the world to have unlimited possibilities. So today I have the pleasure of being with Ms. Yael. Did I say it correctly? Yael. Yael, Yael. Today we are with Yael and we would love to hear her story and how she has been able to create her own version of success. So Yael, so how about you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I am what's called a sexologist, which means that I do research and education around topics of sex, gender, and identity. And I got here because I am someone who holds a lot of different identities that I don't see represented that well in media. I am queer, I am polyamorous, and I'm also a white Puerto Rican who is Jewish with a Catholic mother. And so I grew up really confused around identity and wanting to understand that led me to help others find confidence in their identities. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, what does your title, your career path, um, what do you do specifically to help identify those barriers and help others identify those as well? So one-on-one -on -one work looks like coaching. And so I speak to people about their experiences. What is it that they do and do not feel comfortable? Do they feel like they belong in spaces? What makes them not feel like they belong? I think that labels have both a positive and a negative, right? So you can feel outside of a label, like you are not enough within that label, but you can also feel like you have found a community and you know where to start looking for other people like you. And I've experienced both of those things. And so I, I let people talk about their lives, offer potential labels that they might wanna look into if they're unsure about those things, so they can then find people who will understand their experiences. Definitely. So how I know you said you were a bit confused just because of the different labels that you were feeling that were brought upon yourself. How were you able to, I don't know if have you found um, out of that confusion or how were you able to find out of it and be able to help others? Yeah, so I'm super confident in who I am now, but I was just talking about this yesterday. As a little girl, my, my home was multilingual, multi-ethnic, multiracial and multi-religious. And so I grew up in a little utopia and didn't understand the dynamics of the outside world, right? My stereotypes were very different from the stereotypes others held. And so when I got to school and you had to fill out exams and they had bubbles and I was like, I fit multiple bubbles and I don't fit any of these quite well. And when I was watching TV, I was like, none of these people who speak my language look like me. And then the people who do look like me don't have my culture and their family members don't look like mine. And so that was more just representation, which is why my company also publishes narratives and creates like children's books and what have you, because we want to make sure people see themselves represented in all of their ways, right? With their, whether it's mental health or racial or what have you. And so for me, I, I spend all this time proving myself. I learned to speak Spanish fluently. I am a great salsa dancer. I like learned all these things that are stereotypical Latina to make up for what I look like. And as an adult, I realized that none of those things are required. It was more, it was more being able to support myself. And it wasn't so much that others were telling me I didn't belong. It was more like I was understanding the things that were being said to me through media. And that's what led me to believe I didn't count. So now I do the opposite, right? I tell people like, you don't need to do blank to count in blank. You are right. just you. Definitely. You are enough just being yourself and you should love 
yourself for who you are. So how did you find your career path um, based off of your life? So I would say my major career path is sex education and sex coaching. And I found that because when I was younger, uh, 14 years old, I had a negative experience and I spent years trying to understand and work with others who had experienced um, consistent trauma, right? Not just one experience, but something that was uh, repetitive. And then I was like, wow, but I'm having positive experiences. I'm having loving relationships. I'm having good, healthy communication. I wanna help others replicate that. Not just respond mm -hmm. to the negative, but how do we prevent the negative by instilling values of consent and care and pleasure into the conversations and the education that we do so people feel confident in moving forward and are going from a point of care rather than uh, selfishness selfishness and that led me here that's how i ended up doing this work definitely so how would you translate your work and what you do to help individuals into let's say someone finding themselves in a career or um, building a business how would you translate what you've been able to help people do Sure. So I think that, and there are plenty of sex educators, but on a broader scale, I know for me, it took me maybe 10 years to realize that I have already been doing this for 10 years. And so we're, mm -hmm. we're often like, I need to figure out the answer, right? This like concern with timeline. Um, I, at 23, I need to have this at 25. I need that at 27, 35. And like, my life is done at 35 and I've figured everything out mm -hmm. and I am perfect. And like, and so I think my, my biggest thing is, A, there's no rush. You can be doing mm -hmm. multiple things. I have had maybe 15, 20 jobs in my life, um, not because I couldn't hold a single job, but because I liked to experiment. And I think that experimentation right. is good. And that at some point, if you, if you might be someone like my little sister who like has been practicing teaching since you were five, in which case, awesome, you know where you're gonna go and you can choose right. to bridge that out into a consultancy business or you play around and you see what the world has to offer right and not to excuse the fact that life is life and so you might have financial hurdles there might be things about surviving but i think mm -hmm. that it's really important to give yourself grace and not assume that if you haven't figured out your entire life by 25 that you are somehow a failure right. um, yeah yeah i think that's super important especially um how you were speaking about your sister she's been practicing teaching but it's like you can practice something for your whole life and feel like you may have it. You may know exactly what you need to do, but you may not take it the traditional way that mm -hmm. society thinks that you will. So she was practicing teaching, but she became, she started her own business with it and started consulting business. She did it. Mm -mm. She's a teacher. I just mean that oh. you were asking about how to conform that. And so you might choose to be like, I still want my own business, in which case you would do consulting. So you work with parents or like, oh, yeah. In her case, okay, she loves true. teaching in a classroom, so she's happy. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if you know what you want, then you know what you want. But, like you said, you don't have to go the traditional route. You can be creative with it, and just like you, you have a creative position. You've worked through something that you were going through personally, and you're able to create a business off of it to help mm -hmm. other people. So I think that's super important. Um, what would you say, how do you define your version of success? To me, success is waking up and being excited by the things that I am doing. I know some people have this um, saying of, it's not work if you enjoy it or something along those lines. 
And I wouldn't say that it's not work, right? Like there's a lot of things that have to go into doing the thing. But if you are passionate about your topic, if it is something that speaks to your heart and your soul, that to mm -hmm. me is success. And it is also successful if you are able to support yourself, right? It is great to have, and I am someone who has lots of love and passion projects that make absolutely no money. Um, success is not based off money for me, but you definitely want to be able to support yourself because this is a capitalistic world. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> definitely. Unless you live in a different space, you, you've got to fulfill those needs. No, for sure. So how, would you say that your version of success has changed once you were able to find your passion and your purpose? Because I know, I think society in its, in its own sense is moving to a different type of version of success. Um, where we're seeing more people want just more time with their, more freedom with their time versus mm -hmm. just having, you know, a trillion dollars in their bank account. Um, yeah. So would you say there's been any shift from any point in time where you were growing up and you became more aware, you became, you found your passion and your purpose that your version of success has changed? So it's funny, I was also having this conversation with my family recently. My family is a bunch of workaholics. And it's not healthy, right? It's not healthy no. to spend your entire life working, even if you love the thing you work for. Mm -hmm. And so I was pushing back and saying that, like, I, I think we all recognize that this is not the healthy way to live, but it's the way that we think is the correct way to live. And mm -hmm. that has shifted. And I am still a workaholic. I am still working too much. But my shifting to understand that that is not how I should value myself. Yes. And so it's, it's less about the success and more about what are the things that I want to be placing value on in my life? Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's mostly what has shifted for me. Yeah, I think we do get a little bit caught up in a sense of, oh my God, but I really enjoy what I do. It doesn't feel like work to me. So like, I'm really not working. I'm just having fun, you know, just making money or whatever, just because this is what I love to do. So I think it's really important, um, even for our own health sake, you know, just to take a step back and just relax and enjoy your time because I mean, you're not really meant to just work all the time. We're meant to enjoy life, have accomplishments, you know, be proud of them. Um, as, a, oh. as a kid, I actually remember, I mean, I, I went through all these different things as a kid. I, I'm a passionate person. And so my passion is what drives what I think. I, I look for jobs that will fulfill that. But I also thought, wow, I really wanna have a family. And it was important to me, the idea of being with the family, if I were to create children or adopt children, right? If I were to have children in my life that I wanted to see them. And right now I'm still figuring that out, whether or not that's part of my timeline in my life. But in my head, success was I have a job that will pay me well, like professors, right? Like I could not say that they get paid well, but that I could be a professor and three days a week or two days a week during the week I would be with my kids and the other days I'd be teaching. You know, like that kind of mentality was in fact part of my adolescence where like life family balance is important in addition to my passions. Oh no, I definitely understand that. So um, me, I graduated with a, de a degree in biomedical sciences and you know, I've always like from a, from a kid, like even my pediatrician, he was giving me like the little doctor bag and little tools. I had a little stethoscope and everything. And I was just like, everyone was like, okay, this girl is gonna become a doctor. But as I got older, my perspective changed in a sense, it's the same way you were um, talking. It was like, okay, so 
what is my life work balance going to be? I mean, yes, I am a woman, but like, and I shouldn't really think I, I'm able to have a career and I'm able to do whatever I want to do. But at the same time, like I want to, and when I eventually have kids, I want to be able to be that mother that is there, you know, when I need to be, I want to be able to spend a lot of time. I'm very family oriented. So I think, um, being, being able to be creative and find your way in this world is really important because you're able to create your own success, to create your own schedule, your own timing. So I think that's super important. Um, what would you say that a lot of people mistake about you and your, your position, your career, your business that you've created? I think I'm fairly good at communicating what it is that I do to people who are listening. Um, I, my Instagram DMs are full of weirdos, let me tell you, who <laughs> see the word sex in my title and they're just like, let me, let me bother you online. Mm -hmm. But I'd say other than those who are not actually looking at my page and the, like, I, I have lots of affirmations and helping people feel valid in what they're experiencing, right? That's, that's what my work is based in. Folks mm -hmm. don't, I would say that people assume that when you hear the word sex educator, or sex coach mm -hmm. that has something to do with the mechanics of sex. And my work yeah. is about the communication, navigation, the self-confidence, the understanding your boundaries and respecting boundaries work. And so there's that mm -hmm. disconnect. If you don't know me and you just see the word, or you might think it's about STIs, right? Sexually transmitted mm -hmm. um, infections or uh, preventative like okay, contraceptions. Mm -hmm. But I, while I know all that stuff because it's important to have a basis, it's not what I do. My work is in self and in communication and relationships with others. Definitely. I think it definitely helps individuals. Um, even when you're just helping them to be able to say no, it builds a stronger base for them. It builds more confidence, builds um, just a stronger ability to be able to take their life into their own hands. So I think that's super important. Um, let's see. And the ability to say yes is also super yes. important, right? There's a lot of yeah, shame in being able to say yes. Having control of your emotions and where you want to be, what you want to do, just being sure, I think, is what the term is. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's say if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say? Oh, hard question. Okay. I'm like, I've got like all these different things I've loved in my, in my mind racing through. I would uh -huh. say given the work that I do, it would mostly like, most likely just say like, you matter, <laughs> right? Like you mm -hmm. are enough. You matter. Mm -hmm. So let's say, I know you've been able to work with yourself and build your self-confidence and self-awareness of different issues and things that are taking place in this world. If you could go back to your younger self with all of the knowledge that you have now, what would you tell your younger self? I know um, in those situations where you were feeling confused and, you know, unbelonging. Yeah. I mean, for one, notice that no one's making you feel that way, right? No one's telling you, like, you're choosing to say, I'm different and therefore mm -hmm. I don't belong. Um, for the most part, that wasn't what others said to you. And so one, to, to get out of your head uh, <laughs> and to accept that people are loving and caring and supportive of you without you fulfilling things that the media is telling you you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And 
I would say insofar as boundary making, I literally wrote a book to my 14 year old self. And in that is, I, I was setting boundaries. That wasn't my issue. The issue was you matter enough that if someone has shown you that they are not going to respect your boundaries, that you walk away. I do mm -hmm. like they have shown you who they are. Don't wait until they break the boundaries. Walk right. away when they show that they are trying to shift you. Right. That goes for anyone, not just relationships. That goes for friendships. Mm -hmm. That goes for even family yeah. members sometimes. All relationships with other human beings. Yes. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> That's part of the work. Yes. The part of the work is understand that healthy relationships are all of your relationships. Yes. Um, so I want to give you the opportunity to just tell us a little bit about your books. I know you've re um you mentioned your books earlier, and I believe the audience would love to know, um, what are you showcasing your books? What are your books about and how do your books help and inspire in individuals? Sure. So I started a publishing company and the first book that I did publish was my own and it's called An Intro Guide to a Sex Positive You, Lessons, Tips and Tips. And the first mm -hmm. section is self-awareness, right? Just getting to know who you are and the different parts of you that may influence your sense of self and your compatibility. And the second is setting and respecting boundaries um, mm -hmm. and how to communicate those things. And the third is exploration. And so it really is like an introduction to different topics that one would want or need to have a fulfilling and positive uh, sex life that does not, that, that you can help you avoid um, causing or feeling negative experiences. Right. But after that, I've been publishing other people's works. And so one mm -hmm. is called Luna Yes, Luna Si, and it's a bilingual children's book about um, Latina sisters, one of whom is autism. And she's 40% mm -hmm. verbal, which often when you see representations of autism, it is like young white cis boys who are savants. And so they have mm -hmm. genius level IQs and they're engaging in this like behavior that people are like, oh my God, that's so interesting. And while she has her own things, like she can count like cards, right? She knows exactly where her cards at all the time. She has that visual thing. She is a child who has difficulty communicating and there's a lot of overstimulation, which is true for a lot of kids with autism. And so it's an, a representation of someone who isn't savant and who is Latina and who is a girl. Um, and then Love from the Vortex and Other Poems was another book and it's a collection of poems about a woman's experience of seven loves that she has had. And it, it breaks barriers because she's an academic and in, in her field, you don't talk about your boyfriends, you talk about your husband. Right. Right? You don't mm -hmm. bring up something that's casual, quote unquote. And so the fact that she's breaking this power, she has an event coming up with 1,500 people signed up to talk about wow. this. And we have another book that's bilingual coming out about anxiety in little and children, also Latina. Um, we have another book about transformation. And so there's just, there's a lot going on. There's another one that we're helping create. Um, someone else is going to publish it, but we're help our team is developing it with them, with the author. And it's called Letters to My Brothers and Sisters. And it's about helping POCs who are entering college um, mm -hmm. with, basically it is like a lot of self-care, self-love, validation, affirmation to help you through, right. to help folks through the process. Making you feel like um, there's someone out there going through the same thing as you and someone who actually understands your situation. Which is so it. necessary. Otherwise you feel alone, right? Like that, yes. that isolation is terrible. We're also collecting narratives for, uh, for anthologies, um, collections okay. of stories. Mm -hmm. 
So if there are, is there anything that you would like to say that would inspire our audience to dream with unlimited possibilities? That success and dreams and possibilities look different for everyone. There, I think in particular, maybe it's because I'm a business owner, so many things on Instagram about like, I became a seven figure person in one year and now you can too. And here's my cookie cutter way to do it. And it's mm-hmm. like, that is not what everyone is necessarily needing, seeking or after. And like right. I said, with the timeline, there's this belief that like you go to, you go to school, you get a job, you find your partner, you have children and you are excelled in your career. And that's such a linear way to world, uh, worldview and to expand and think, what you're doing is the right thing. What you're finding is the right, like go after what you want, but don't beat yourself up about the process or the path because it is the path that you took and that is fine. I think that's super important. I even started a Facebook group where I'm helping as a support for a new and small business owner to know that, you know, it's okay to, it doesn't happen overnight. It's okay to make mistakes. There are other people making the same mistakes as you and you need that type of support because if you're feeling lost, it's like going into a classroom and everyone's sitting there. Some people may sit here and say, you know, I don't really know how to do that, but they're not going to raise their hand to ask that question. So it's mm-hmm. just creating support for people to start off and know that it doesn't have happen overnight. So I think that's the important thing for anyone starting anything, a career, a new chapter in their life, a business, whatever. I think it's important to know that you're going to make mistakes. You need support from other people who are going through the same things that you're going through, especially for entrepreneurship, because you can feel very, very lonely. If you feel like, you know, you know, everyone around me, nobody's really doing this. So I can't really talk to anybody about it. So creating that support group, I think it was really, really important for anyone on their entrepreneur journey. That's beautiful. Congratulations on that group. I'm part of a group like that too. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really important. Just, I mean, anybody find a group, like if you're starting something, there's plenty of support, like on, especially Facebook, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of support out there. Well, we really thank you for sharing your story. I really enjoyed it. Um, You're really making a change in people's lives. And I think that is super, super important. Um, any last words that you would like to share? Anything about your business, how anyone can reach or contact you? We'll also link all of your information in the description, but I would like to give you this opportunity to share anything else that you would like to share. Yeah, I think in, in response to something that you just said, right, that the fact that we're all making mistakes and we're all on a path, like sharing vulnerably can, not that you need to share everything in your life. You don't need to share your details. There's not in a way that is sharing your trauma for the for the entertainment of others is not what i'm saying but sharing your needs sharing your obstacles is part of the strength building as a community right and in in a way that starts to push against the individualistic success narrative we are supporting Mm -hmm. one another to get there i think is really helpful and just to surround yourself with that loving support because sometimes you can get down on yourself and being able to be in a space that uplifts you can really make a change for your day, your week, your year, whatever it is to have mm-hmm. that energy. And if you want to find me, um, my major account is Yael, Y-A-E-L, the sex geek. 
but I'm also at kvibrations.publishing on Instagram and Kaleidoscope Perspectives. I've got lots of things going on. So it depends on what tune you're looking for. <laughs> if you're looking for affirmations, gender work, <laughs> there's a lot of space. <laughs> No, that's definitely awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely link that for anyone looking to follow you or reach you out, re reach out to you for business inquiries. Definitely we'll link that. Well, thank you again for being a part of Made to Dream. We enjoyed your story and we thank you for sharing it with our audience. Thank you, Maya, for having me. No problem. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Once again, I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and see you next time.